0: Everyone And welcome to Minute 45 of Season 3 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast, where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me to finish off the week is Travis Bowe of the Real Comics Heroes podcast, the Marvel Events Timeline podcast, the Watchmen Minute by Minute podcast, and probably lots of other stuff too. (laughs) And who knows? So welcome back, Travis. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm glad you nice are too. Let's, week. Let's, let's hope at the end of today you're still glad to be here and you're not uh, being hauled off in chains. <laughs> Who knows? We'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see. So, minute 45 begins with McLean finishing his report and ends with a single shot heard as McLean uh, talks into his CB. All right, so yesterday we we ended the minute with John showing up on the the roof of the Nakatomi building and has decided to use the walkie-talkie and get on Channel 9 and complain about, or or not really complain, and (laughs) actually report what's going on, right? So yesterday he started with his complaint, and today he continues with it by saying century city you know he was talking about the fact that there are armed terrorists with automatic weapons that have taken over the nakatomi plaza in century city at this point we then get a shot of the terrorists who are are looking at the cb by them that they've heard everything being said and then the question is asked where's the best place to transmit and then it switches back to john and we hear him say somebody answer me god damn it and then Hans figures it out and goes, the roof, go, go. And then we, we see a shot of uh, a policewoman or someone, a, I guess, a an emergency uh, response operator, you know, Dispatcher. sitting there. Dispatcher. Dispatcher. There you go. That's the word. And she goes, it's the same address as that fire, si- fire signal. And then a, another woman who's standing by her, which we assume is a, her supervisor, says, I'll handle it. Right. So, first of all, let, let, before we get into what the where the conversation goes from here. So, you know, McLean is giving over a lot of info.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he's not concerned about the fact that Hans and his uh, cohorts are going to hear him say this. You know, uh, I don't know enough about CBs to know, you know, how many different channels there are. And, you know, are they monitoring every channel or whatever? Right. But apparently they are monitoring channel nine, you know um it, it's interesting that Hans questions where he would be tr- transmitting from, but he isn't really concerned about the how, yeah, you know he doesn't say, oh well, you know where where's he got the c b from you know, does he automatically know that you know he wasn't concerned when we found Tony earlier this week that okay, sure, where's Tony's bag right you know right you know John taunts him that he has a machine gun, but he doesn't say I have a machine gun, I have a lighter.' I have cigarettes. I have, uh, you know, a a uh, a CB. You know, yeah. he doesn't mention any of these things. So I I find it, it it's a little strange that it goes, you know, under the radar here. That nobody really cares that John has this stuff.
1: Yeah, I think it's just generally assumed that this would have been in. Uh, everyone has their own radio, I would think, or for the most part. So he knows that he got it from Tony. Right.
0: Okay, no, obviously. But I'm I'm saying he's just not
1: concerned about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't you know, think he's surprised. Yeah.
0: Well no, he is surprised because later on he will say he'll he'll say, uh, you know, I thought I told everyone not to say anything. Mm. And then John goes, Well, I didn't get that message. You know, I didn't see that on right. the bulletin board or whatever it was. So so I guess yeah. he forgets <laughs> he forgets in the interim weeks, you know, that uh that that he that that he's missing one of his CVs. yeah, you know. And I mean Hans, when he says the roof, he says it in a very cold fashion, also. Yeah, you know, he like, figures it out very coldly the way that it is. And then at this point, Carl stands up, and then Franco throws him a bag, and then Carl, Franco, and Fritz all all leave uh, Holly's office. You know, uh, in rapid. Uh, in a uh, rapid succession, I guess you can say. So then, then we are dealing with with the Nolan uh, dispatcher, and we see on the screen in front of her it says Nakatomi Plaza, twenty one twenty one Avenue of the Stars, LA California nine zero two one three, and then it has emergency contacts. It says the security office, and then it has a phone number, and it's not a typical um, 555 five 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 number that we usually get. It's a two zero three number. And then it has the number of the building manager, which is also a 203 number. And then it actually says on the screen also the fire alarm code, which, yeah. which is quite clever because, you know, a few weeks ago, Hans said to Eddie, you know, give them the, the, the guard's name and the code. Right. So I wonder if the code he needed to give was this, mm. this code.
1: Probably, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. So I find that interesting.
0: And at mm-hmm. this point, the, the supervisor then, uh, you know, plugs her headset into the call. And uh, she continues by saying, you know, she says, I'll handle it. And then she goes, attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. And I've always loved John's response to this. John goes, no, <laughs> sh- lady, do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a, It's a great line. It really is. I yeah. mean, it's it's a little excessive, but it's it's just great because yeah because uh, Bruce Willis is able to l- deliver that line in such a great fashion, you know the mm. way that he do does that. So uh, since we mentioned pizza, what can you tell me about
1: pizza, Travis? <laughs> um, it's great. There's no rate <laughs> no there, there's no bad pizza, you know. Pizza is just great. Okay, that, that's a fair statement. I. Th- yeah, I think it it's one of those that I think it originated in America, even though it's meant to be a ba- you know, it's it's based off an Italian thing. I I could be wrong about that.
0: Um, you are
1: <laughs> Okay, yeah.
0: But but now you'll learn what at least the the truth yeah. the truth of Wikipedia How's that. <laughs> it it could be that it's that it you know, it's uh, what uh, wasn't Stephen Colbert that talked about Wikipedia about uh, truthiness, sure. so you never know if it's really yeah. true or not. You know. So according to Wikipedia, pizza is a dish of Italian origin consisting of a usually round flat base of leavened wheat-based dough topped with tomatoes, cheese, and often various other ingredients, such as various types of sausage, anchovies, mushrooms, onions, olives, vegetables, Meat, ham, etc., which is then baked at a high temperature, traditionally in a wood fired oven. A small pizza is sometimes called a pizzetta. Okay. And what would you call a person who makes pizza? pizza. Do you have any idea? Hmm.
1: I, I w- I'm trying to take barista and make a pizza version of that because, you know.
0: Yeah, but that's Spanish. So, I,
1: you know, is, is it and this is just, Italian? Should...
0: Isn't, barista, isn't barista Spanish?
1: Well, I've. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was Italian. Oh, I, I based could be on, wrong. Like, I
0: don't
1: know. All the Roman languages are all kind of, you know, based on the same. Yeah. Okay.
0: There's some. Essentially.
1: Like okay. So no, I don't know what a.
0: Okay. So it's a pizza Iola. So it's. Okay. P-I-Z-Z-A-I-O-L-O. Pizziola. Pizziola. Yeah. So in Italy, in many restaurants, uh, pizza is actually served unsliced and people eat it with a fork and a knife. We're all more familiar with the fact that it's cut into eight wedges, usually eight, to be eaten while held in the hand. Okay. So, when do you think the term pizza was first recorded? P i z z a.
1: Uh. I mean, I would guess the 1800s. I, I have no idea.
0: Okay, it was first recorded in the 10th century. Oh wow. In an Italian manuscript. Uh, that they found in a town called uh, Gaeta, G-A-E-T-A, um, okay. but modern pizza was invented in Naples. Okay, and, makes sense. Right. It has become one of the most popular foods foods in the world, and is uh, a very common fast food item in most countries around the world. Um, in 2017, the world pizza market was over 128 billion dollars. That's just absurd. That number. And yeah. and how uh, much of that do you think was in America?
1: Uh, probably a healthy chunk of it.
0: Yes, 44 billion. Okay, so yeah. we're talking two thirds to 40 percent. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, actually, no. If it's 128, it's a little. It's. Uh, i think a little bit it's around 40% yeah no, a little little less i think um it's 44 billion over that's spread out over 76,000 pizzerias okay mm-hmm. what percentage of people in america eat pizza on a given day yeah okay today okay
1: sure
0: well actually today's probably not a good day to choose okay
1: but on <laughs> a given day how many people <laughs> no because it, i would say yeah. it's what percentage 60% percentage.
0: No, 13%. Okay. But that's still pretty, pretty high. You know, considering uh, how many millions or billions of people – wait, there are a million uh, – there are a lot of people in America. Yeah. (laughs) And there are a lot of people eating pizza every day. Okay. So there is a legend that the pizza margarita, Mm. which is what we're used to – which is the the normal pizza, you know, just uh, cheese and – Tomato sauce and maybe a little spices on it. Okay. Um, That was invented in 1889. Okay. Nobody knows if this story is true or not. Uh, When the royal palace of Capodimote commissioned the the Neapolitan uh, pizza maker, Rafael Esposito, to create a pizza in honor of the visiting Queen Margarita. Mm. Okay. He created three different types of, of pizzas, but the one that she loved the most was the one that had the colors of the Italian flag. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Red, tomatoes, green uh, for basil, and white, the mozzarella cheese. Supposedly, this kind of pizza was then named after the Queen. Yeah. Although later research cast doubt on this legend. An official letter of recognition from the Queen's head of service remains on display, display in Esposito's shop which is now called the Pizzeria Brandi. The first pizzeria in America opened in 1905. After World War II, when a lot of uh, U.S. soldiers served in Italy, they came back to America, and that's when pizza became even more popular.
1: Yeah, that's what what, what I was thinking of earlier when I said it was an American thing. But yeah. mm,
0: okay, that's fine. Um, okay, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, how big do you think the largest pizza was? <laughs>
1: I'm sure I know I've seen it before, you know, but no i can't I don't recall I don't know,
0: okay, it was prepared in Rome, huh. it was thirteen thousand five hundred and seventy square feet, which is one thousand two hundred and sixty one square meters okay that
1: that's just that's amazing insane.
0: that uh, yeah, okay, what is the world's record for the longest pizza
1: hmm. um I mean, given the other one is so huge uh i I don't know. A thousand feet. <laughs> I don't know. Something no, ridiculous. It's,
0: it's six times that amount. It's six thousand three hundred and thirty three feet long, one thousand nine hundred and thirty meters long. And that was made in California in twenty seventeen. Um what is the most expensive commercially available pizza?
1: Um, I I don't know. I bet it has Wagyu beef on it <laughs> or other expensive toppings. I don't know.
0: It cost $2,700. Okay. It was uh, sold in New York on April 24th, 2017. And it was made of black squid okay. dough with white Stilton cheese, French foie gras and truffles, uh, Cetra caviar from the Caspian Sea, almas caviar, and 24 terry mm. gold leaves.
1: There were yeah. probably, you know, a hundred other better pizzas in a, in a, you know, five block area from wherever that was made.
0: I would probably agree with that statement. Yes. He makes the the pizza comment and then the the shot changes to the elevator and we see Carl and Fritz and Franco Coming up the elevator, each of them is doing yeah. something different. It's very funny, you know. Uh, we, they only have like yeah. three floors to go up or four floors. It's not that it's not it's not very a very far yeah. uh, journey for them. But Carl is is it looks assembling like in his gun. elevator
1: type. Okay, it's not like a. Yeah, it doesn't look like mm-hmm. you know your standard, uh, tourist elevator, whatever. Um, so it probably just yeah, goes up a exactly. little slower. So they have got more time to to look and notice two of the guys. Uh, I guess uh, Fritz and what was the other guy? Franco. Franco. Um, they kind of look at each other nervously. I think as they're seeing Carl get ready. Yeah. I think they're maybe a little worried about, you know, eh, is this guy, you know, he's he's on the edge or whatever. Right.
0: Could be. So, so Carl is assembling his gun. Fritz is smoking a cigarette. Franco starts taking off his jacket. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, at this point, Carl says to them, "No one kills him but me." And then they, they, they the doors open. They, both Fritz and Franco cock their guns, which is the proper way to do it. Un- unlike what Tony did last week, which uh, caused his death partially. Mm. You know, he he says, "I won't hurt you," and then he cocks his gun. You know, that, that yeah. that's not an effective <laughs> way to do it. <laughs> And then we go back to a shot of John on the roof where he goes, they've already killed one hostage. They're fortifying their positions while you're jerking off on the radio. Now send the police back up ASAP. Okay. Now, do you know, I'm assuming you know what ASAP stands for? As soon as possible. As soon as possible, which is basically at one's earliest convenience at the earliest possible time. Okay. And her response is, sir, I've already told you, this is a reserve channel. If this is an emergency call, dial nine one one on your telephone. Otherwise, I'll have to report this as an FCC violation. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm wondering why she assumes he's on a telephone, because obviously he's not. He can't dial nine one one.
0: No, she knows he's not on the telephone, but she's saying if you have an emergency, call uh, on a phone. Don't use use it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she she must she knows that this is going over a radio frequency. You're right. Okay. Um, so okay, she mentions that it's an FCC violation. So yeah. I, I actually found out there are basically a few laws that John could theoretically be breaking here. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what would you mm-hmm. think? What type of laws do you think are are FCC violations that that could possibly be the the what she's referring to?
1: Yeah, I know the uh, obscenities. You know, using language. Okay, um, that's a good one. I did look that up, and that could could land him a five hundred dollar fine per violation, and mm-hmm. ju- in in the last in this minute, and I think one in the previous minute means he owes uh, I guess L <laughs> A LA twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, then there's I would assume making a fraudulent, you know. Police report or fraudulent call or something to the effect of
0: yes hoax uh, it's it's illegal yeah. to broadcast a hoax yeah okay which again she doesn't know if this is a real crime or not you know he's just
1: uh,
0: yeah you know screaming saying this okay um, then there there are two others that I found that is possible what he what he's breaking the law he's a, either he's a, a willful or malicious interference complaint okay. Uh, Meaning Hmm. someone who's just you know uh, someone someone who shouldn't be on their channel they shouldn't be on the channel and shouldn't be doing doing anything okay Um, and there are actually two two divisions of the FCC that handle these type of complaints right and they, they are they involve non technical broadcast issues such as broadcast of obscene or indecent material as you mentioned hoaxes. Licensee conducting t- contests and broadcast of telephone telephone conversations. Okay, that that's one. And then you have the other one that deals with complaints that involve technical broadcast rules such as interference, excessive power, construction, and or operation outside of the scope of station authorization, and unlicensed operation of broadcast station. But so that more, that refers more to someone, you know, using a, a fake uh, radio station type of thing. Okay. Okay. So and you you mentioned the whole thing about hoaxes and the final thing that it, that that it possibly could be is the unauthorized broadcast, right? Okay. The use using or operation of any apparatus for the transmission of energy or communications or signals by radio without a license issued by the FCC. Okay, um, I I've always believed that her complaint was is that he's making a false report. You know, yeah. I I don't think it's the obscenity thing, but. But after looking it up and realizing that it is against the law, you know, you know, is she, is she basically threatening him that you're cursing, or, you know,
1: I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's more the you need to stay off this channel because it's reserved for, for a real emergency. Emergency, yeah.
0: Not not um, terrorists taking over the Nakatomi Plaza.
1: Come on. Yeah, that's not a yeah. real emergency. Right. Who could possibly, yeah. Um yeah i I've never loved this little portion of the i mean I, it makes sense enough that they've had the false fire alarm, so they have reason i guess to to doubt the validity of this call but he's he's he sounds serious you know his initial report is very like here's the the nuts and bolts what you need to know they're hostages they're terrorists they've got this kind of weaponry. You know, and then it just gets dismissed so casually that then he does get upset and start to, you know, effing and jeffing around and, and talking about pizza, you know, things like that, that obviously that, that is, isn't helping him. Um, So, but we need this, this tension to keep building and by keeping the cops, uh, doubting that there's a problem here, obviously that, uh helps delay that
0: so. yeah that's true and his his response to her is is fine report me Come yeah. the f-
1: down here and arrest me i do like that
0: just send the police now yeah uh, again it's excessive but you can tell how agitated he is and it yeah. makes sense for him to, to to make a comment like this there, there's, there's no question about that you know And, you know, we we know how sincere he is, but she, for some reason, is just not taking this seriously. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much how this this minute ends, because as John says that, we hear a shot,
1: you
0: know, in the distance. Yeah. Which people, you'll all have to come back on Monday to hear what that shot is and what's really going on there.
1: Something that... uh is done a lot in this movie and, and multiple movies. And I don't understand. I haven't used a radio like this enough. I thought they only transmit when you're holding a button down, which I could see at the end of the minute here. I understand why they hear gunshots because he, he's talking as he gets shot at. So I get why they would hear that for a second. Um, But then there's other points in the movie where it seems like the other side will hear just about everything. Um, there's one instance where, like, Al gets clued in, like, hey, something's happening, where he, no one would have been holding down the button. Right. You know, right. I forget what moment it is, but yeah, I, n- I never know if it's just movie, you know, shortcuts that they're – they want multiple sides to be in on the conversation or uh, – I don't know. No, I mean – uh. I mean, you
0: do need to hold down on, uh, on the walkie talkie There's no question about that. You need to hold on the button, but but from the shots in this scene at least, we do see that he is holding the button down. You see his thumb on. Yeah,
1: no, this scene, I think, I think, holds yeah. up.
0: Um, yeah, I, I didn't notice any shots where where he doesn't have his thumb on the side. Whether he's actually applying pressure and pushing the button down or not, I can't really tell you okay, no but yeah. but his thumb is there. You know, it's, it's in the proper location. Right. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the uh, script? No. No, I'm good. All right. So the, the script has, once again, a few minor discrepancies. Nothing major, but there, there are some interesting things to point out here. So when Carl and, and Hans hear John on the CV, so the, it, the script says that Carl looks almost satisfied. Meaning he's so happy that he found out that he, that John is still doing stuff, that he's able to do something, you know, that he's now able to act. Just, you know, it was just yeah. yesterday was he was stuff. told that he couldn't do anything. All right. Right. And then the, uh, the, the, there's a discrepancy between the conversation with the dispatcher and the supervisor. So the dispatcher says it's the same address as that fire signal. And the supervisor then frowns and says the false alarm, I'll handle it. She plugs in her handset. Her condescending, arrogant tone is like the one in the famous tape where the dispatch lady spends so much time on red tape that the patient dies. (laughs) That's the description Mm -hmm. in the script. Yeah, exactly. And McLean then also says they've already killed one half the hostage and they're fortifying their positions while we're bullshit. Now send police back up ASAP. So, you know, they, they changed that. I wonder if that was something that Bruce Willis changed on his own to say, well, we're, we, we're jerking them around instead of saying right. that. And then his final line is, fine, report me. Hey, come down here and f- arrest me. Send the police now. So slight, you know, discrepancy there. And then suddenly machine gun machine gun shells rip into the concrete wall in front of him. The noise is deadening. You know, so those are the, the basic... Uh, Discrepancies and changes uh, here. Again, nothing major. Nothing that that I would yeah. say that oh they missed something here. Um, I still think once again that they, they got it right in the uh, you know in the final cut with the way that it, yeah. that, it, that it works out here. Um, okay, so a segment that we have every Friday is called Weekend Surprise. Okay, so one of the biggest okay. debates about Die Hard, okay, is is it a Christmas movie or not? So, uh, Travis, what do you think? Is this considered a Christmas movie, or is it not? And uh, you know, uh, make sure that that you uh, explain your work.
1: <laughs> right. Um, I would I would say this is a Christmas movie. You know, and not just because it's set at Christmas. You know, the whole reason he's in town, he's coming home to spend time with his family, with his, his kids. You know, she wants him to come to the house to, because the kids would love, love to see him. Um, I think that in and of itself makes it a Christmas movie. It's the idea of someone trying to get home for the holidays. And, uh, yeah, I think that's enough. Okay. That's fair. It's definitely fair. Uh,
0: thank you for that. All right. Is there anything else you want to say about the the movie in general? About something, uh, you know, that, that, that's not part of your minute.
1: Yeah, no, I I love this movie. Uh, this is one I grew up on. Like we had the. Do you remember when you the first saw it? trilogy? Do you
0: What's remember that? when you first saw? It?
1: No, this would have been something that my dad would have just been rewatching. Uh, probably on on obviously on VHS. You know, it's it's definitely a movie that would would have just been playing in my house enough times that it became familiar to me. And then I never really watched the second one. That much, like you know, handful of times, but then I remember the third one coming out, and that was a big movie for us. Like we, I think we saw that maybe in theater. Well, it came out in ninety
0: five. Um, and we, the third one.
1: Sure. And uh, and we we owned, you know, we had the box set of the the trilogy on VHS. So this one and the third one were, uh in heavy rotation at my house growing mm-hmm. up. So. Okay.
0: So in other words, I shouldn't invite you back if I do the second, second one, right? <laughs> oh, I'd gladly talk
1: about it, but uh, <laughs> it's not one I have much familiarity with. Well,
0: well, we'll, we'll change that. We'll, we'll, we'll try to change that at least. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, it's, it's weird that so many trilogies from my kind of, from my childhood, I always like the, the first and the third one, you know, back to the future, um, Indiana Jones, this one, Um, I forget if there's another – oh, Karate Kid. Like I just love the – the first and third always end up being my favorites. Uh, Same same way with uh, Star Wars for you? You're not a fan of Empire? No. No, no, no. That doesn't apply (laughs) to Star Wars. Godfather? No, no. (laughs) No, just the the ones that I grew up with. Lethal Weapon? See I I never cared about Lethal
0: Weapon. All right. That's fair. Right, so do you want to for one final time this 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 week uh tell people where they can find travis Bow?
1: sure um check out uh real comic heroes marvel events timeline or watchmen minutes uh, pretty easy to find all of those by just searching those names um yeah that's really all i've got to plug so check that all right. out
0: excellent And while you're doing that, you can go review and subscribe on any podcatcher you might be using to listen to this show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Minute. You can find me on my website, moviearoundminute.com. You can find me on Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook. So, Travis, thank you very much for, for joining me this week. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me again. I appreciate that and until until monday yepkae
1: yepka